So we know that from the very, very, very basic principles of Rosh Hashanah is Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shaman to accept upon ourselves the yoke of heaven. So we're going to try to talk about that, understand it in a practical way. And understand also, we're going to try to focus today on understanding why this avoider is so challenging. And the raya that is challenging is because we see Rosh is coming very shortly. And uh, people are not really moving at all in the right direction. They're not feeling the fact that the Yom Hadid is coming, Rosh is coming, awesome day is coming. And again, this has been a shaila for a lot of years, especially in the last hundred years, you know. A tremendous decline in feeling, the feeling of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So we want to know what happened in the world, what change took place in the world that made such a Yerida. I mean, always is a concept of Yeridas Hadayus. That's not a new thing. But there was a drastic change that took place and it keeps getting worse and worse we want to try to analyze what that challenge is and try to understand okay that's the idea of what we want to get to today so now we spoke at a very big yesoid on Shabbos morning and I want to go over it to really appreciate it better and better we said over the Chazal that Adam Halishon was brilliant man and Hashem showed his brilliance to the angels what makes him special what makes him unique is the fact that he's able to give names to the animals so he was the one who named the ox the shor he named the donkey the hamor it's his names he gave those names and we explained that the brilliance is not just he came up with arbitrary names for stuff that doesn't take brilliance. Anybody can make up names. So we explained based on the Ramchal, the Ramchal says the true definition of a name is that the name, the shame, is Magadir. It defines the Balashem, the thing that carries the name. So Adam Arishan was able to look at an ox and understand the Tchunas HaNefesh of the ox, the Koiches HaNefesh of the ox, he was able to define this whole Bria that has so many pratim to it and so many parts to it. And he was able to put Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is a Lashon of reality. He was able to use the words of Lashon HaKodesh to define the reality of the ox. And so on and so forth to each and every one of the creations. And that was Odom HaRishon's Chochmah which the Malachim cannot do. The angels were not able to do that. So we explained a depth in this Chazal. Why was Adam Arishin able to do it and the Malachim were not able to? The Malachim are referred to in Sefarim as a Sechel Muvdal. Sechel Muvdal means a abstract Sechel, meaning there's no physical part to them. And therefore, they are totally intellect. So they, they should be smarter than a human being. A human being whose seichel is the shama, his seichel is connected to a body, that already weakens the kaycha seichel. So what gave Adam Arishon the ability to be smart? So we explained based on 
Zezoyar and many other Svarov that talk about it. It was Chazal. That when Hashem created uh, the man, it says, Na'ase Adam, let us make man. What does it mean, let us make man? Chaim Velozhin talks about, the Grot talks about. We'll speak about this Indian. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu implanted into the human being a piece of the entire world. All the koiches that there are in the Bria was put into man. A man is referred to in Svarim as the Olam Katan. It's a small world. He has whatever there is in the world. He has in some miniature sense. He has the koiches. Obviously they don't look the same as they look when they manifest themselves in the world. But the shoresh, the koyach, of all the debris is inside of man. Okay? Now, the basic reason for that is, is because the entire world is wired into the human being. So when a human being does what he's supposed to do, like the Mesil Sishom says, he grows, he's mit'aleh, v'ha'olam mit'aleh imo. He actually elevates the world. How can he elevate the world? The reason why he can elevate the world is because the world is actually plugged into him. But we're going to bring it out in a different light, which is a very deep, a deep understanding of how he elevates himself in the world. Okay? The purpose is like this. All these unbelievable kaiches that a person has, tremendous kaiches that a human being has, is given to him for a purpose. Okay? The purpose that he has to use these kaiches for mm. is for a higher purpose. Not for himself, but for a higher purpose. What's the higher purpose? This is a very basic principle in Amunah. The very basic principle of Amunah is that the world is Hashem's world and it's the Malchus Shemai. And we are Avde Hashem, we're doing the Avoidus Hashem and we're being Megalic for Shemaim and Debris. That means our essence is really to dedicate our entire reality to a higher purpose. You understand that? That's It's called Kedusha, but it's based on the principles of Emunah. So let's take a practical example for a second, right? A person has, let's say, Taiva, right? Okay? Now, we know that from one of the most forbidden or frowned upon Averot that's discussed in the Sefarim, is if, let's say, a person is motzi zera levatala, he wastes a seed, right? Now, what's the biggest avla in the world? It's mamish, terrible, terrible avla. It's very, very frowned upon. What, what, what's so bad? So, again, not to go into that whole circuit, but just regarding the point that we're making here is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you that inyan to be able to do something that's a much more than your pleasure. It's much bigger than you. You have to use that for the future. To get married, to build a family, to bring children to the world, to build the Malchus Shemayim. That's why that keli was given to you. That's the function of that thing. So if I take something that was given to me for a higher purpose, and I use it for my own personal pleasure... That means that it's being wasted on me, not on the purpose that it was given to me for. That's a terrible avla. That's called tum'ah. Tum'ah means I make an intrinsic reality out of something without using it for the higher purpose. 
That's tuma. Just to get the basic understanding. So if I'm given, let's say, certain skills, and I use those skills for myself to get fame, to have uh, kavod from it, money from it, whatever it is, I direct it totally for myself and building myself, and that's the whole purpose from beginning to end, that's called tumah. That's called tumah. Taiva is called tumah. Why is it tamah? Because it's not serving the higher purpose. Everything has to serve the higher purpose. That's called Kedusha. So in the world of Kedusha, you eat. In the world of Kedusha, you get married. In the world of Kedusha, we use taivas and we use pleasure and we use all these things. But they are all tools in the tool chest for the higher purpose. Doesn't mean that a person doesn't uh, get hano in the process of working for the Rabbanishla. But that's like agav. And he needs to use those emotions and those feelings in order to reach what he has to reach. But when a person starts taking all those koiches and using it for himself, and that's nothing to do with the Rabbi Shalom, that's going into the world of Tumah, into the world of Ra. You understand that concept? That means that your whole essence, my whole essence, our whole essence, from beginning to end, every single part of our reality, every part of our personality, Every part of our emotions, every part of our feelings, every part of our koichas nefesh, midas, everything are all tools. Tools to use them for avodas Hashem. And that's really what the ideal human being is. The ideal human being is using his whole personality. Not just like when you go to shul, so you learn that's your spiritual life. When you go to work, you're doing your, your own mundane things. No. Avodah Hashem includes your mundane things. Avodah Hashem includes everything. You have to have a much broader Avodah Hashem. For most people, Avodah Hashem is very mitzumtzam. It's very small. If Hashem gave you a nice voice, that's also for Avodah Hashem. Kabedah Hashem b'hoincha, al tikre b'honcha, ela b'groncha. Everything that we have, Person has a, a personality. is able to influence people. He's able to. He's a good salesman. He's a very good salesman. He's a very passionate salesman. So he can use that in the holiest way. He can use that unbelievable ability to bring people closer to Hashem. He can use it in another way. Even if he goes to make a living, but he's going to make a living for what? He's going to make a living so he should support his family to put them in yeshiva. And, and, and be marbik Everything is a keli. Everything. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. There's no part of your reality that's made in that for you to use for yourself. You understand? That's why we said the Chazal, where Shlomo Melech says, Leich el nemola otel, go to the, go to the ant and learn zirizut from the ant. It's not Stam because there happens to be an ant in the world that has Zirizut in it, built into its reality, and you get like a Musa Shmuz. You go and you see the ant and you get the Musa Shmuz and you learn how to be a, a Zariz. That's not the, the Oymik. The Oymik is because, like we said earlier from the Zohar, that the Kayach of Zirizus of the ant was implanted in you already. And you have to identify with that 
and awaken it, what's in you already, and use it. Okay, so this is the general rule. There's two things that can happen. A person has kaychis. If he doesn't use them, if he leaves them in the potential state, then eventually they just fizzle out, they become very weak. That's one thing, just like we know, if a person doesn't use his brains, even if he's a very smart guy by nature, eventually his brain power gets very weak, and it fizzles out. That means koiches, potential energy, have an ability to develop it, right? So let's say you have a kid who's a very talented guy, so if he's sitting in his house, on his bed doing nothing, he's not going to school, he's not going to work, he's not doing anything with himself, eventually the guy deteriorates. But if you put him into a situation, all of a sudden, life situations will make his koch nefesh flourish and grow and become bigger and become greater and smarter, right, and develop. That's how it works with koch nefesh. So we have koch nefesh that were given to us to develop the Evid Hashem that we're supposed to develop into. If we don't use it, then it goes away. There's another thing you can do is you can misuse a koyach. You can misuse it. So a person has a koyach of the ant, let's say, to prepare for the future, to prepare for chayin nitzchi. Instead, he can take that same koyach and prepare for his retirement. And I think about nitzchi. So he could be working and working and working to save up money because maybe he'll live till he's 90 and maybe when he's 90... He'll need to have a unbelievable place in Florida, whatever it is, right? So he's he's preparing. So that's misusing the kayak. You understand? So again, that was the yisoy that we meant. Kabbalas all malchus means what? It doesn't just mean that I'm going to learn more and daven more. That's that's a very shallow, like very small thing in understanding kabbalas all malchus Kabbalas all malchus means my whole reality that I could see myself in a certain way. That my whole self, my body, my nefesh, my talents, my abilities is all belonging to him. And there's no place in there for me. It's all belonging to him. And I have to develop it to use it in the right way. But your whole personality, and that's that fits you. Your talents, your abilities, everything about you. You 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 you, you bring it to a higher purpose. It doesn't mean that you, you can't work. But you're working for a reason. There's a purpose. You express your workplace becomes a place where you can express emuna. You can express a certain thing in work that you can't do outside of work. For example, people have an attachment to money, right? That's why it says in the Gemara that if a person takes someone else's money, it's kiel neitelas nafshay, right? Because he has an attachment to money. That's why when a person loses money, he's in a tremendous tsar, tremendous pain, because of his attachment, right? However, if you see everything that you do in life is only a kalifa avoida, so that means that you're not supposed to have such an attachment to anything. The only thing that you really have an attachment to is Rabbi Yishalem, to the Torah, to Knesset Yisrael, to Hashem. That's where your attachments are. Just like when you buy a pair of clothing, you know for sure, eventually, it's going to go into garbage. You're going to outgrow it, it's going to get worn out, styles are going to change. You know for sure you're going to get rid of it, right? So, therefore, your original, your brain, your mindset, when you get the clothing, is a, this is not a, 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 a an attachment, a real attachment, and eventually it'll go to the garbage. So you don't get such bizarre over it. 
But what happens is when we live in the physical world, we become so attached in the physical world, and we think that that's Nitzchiyas, the pain and suffering of detachment, right? So if a person goes to work and he says, I see the money as a keli la'avoyda, so kalim come, kalim go. Sometimes Hashem wants me in this matzah, sometimes He wants me in that matzah. So I'm able to detach from it more. I can give tzedakah, I can do things, right? That's avoida. That means every part of your reality, 24-7 of your day, of your life, your personality, of your kalim, of everything you are, that's malchus. Malchus shamayim. Okay? So when we say Kabbalah Sol Malchus Shemayim, is a person analyzing his whole reality. And he's analyzing his life, and he's saying, how much of this life is for me? Or how much of this life is for the Melech? Right? That's, that's in a nutshell what we spoke about, Ba'arichas, on Shabbos morning. And then in Shabbos Shudas, we went to Rabbi Ruchum, with such a teeth for Rabbi Ruchum, that really you should learn the Ma'aparim inside. Rabbi Ruchum says that our problem today, why, why he, He's dealing with the same problem that everybody's dealing with. We want to know why nobody feels El, nobody feels Roshana, why nobody's changing, what's going on? So many people are going down the path to say it's a chesar and emuna. Today's generation is very weak in emuna. Some people are going into the path to say it's a problem of Yerushamayim, but today's generation there's a weakness in Yerushamayim. But Biruchim says something that's a novel idea. He says, the problem here is not Yirat Shamayim, it's not Emunah. The problem here is Midot. It's a very deep point. The problem is Midot. That means your Midas don't allow you to accept the reality. That's the point. Because if I would really think about what we just said of Malchus Shamayim, so then basically I am totally not in control of my own life. I can't do whatever I want. There's no place for my tithes. I'm totally Meshubat Hashem. I'm a recipient of his chesed 24-7 because I'm a nivra, I'm not a boyre. So I'm getting everything from him. And that makes me 100% Meshubat to him. Shibudim. So all those Shibudim and lack of being able to live my life the way I want to live it doesn't allow me to accept it. So the problem is not Nehmun in Yerushalayim according to what Rabbi Rucham is saying. The problem is being makabled emes. So he says, like he gives a marshal, he says, a kofed is similar to what the Gemara says by koifer hakol. A guy lends you money, and now he comes back to you and he says, where's the money I lent you? So why are you denying the loan? You're denying the loan because you don't want to be meshubit to pay the loan. That's why the Gemara says that a guy is koifer b'milva, he's not posolated, he's not be'etzim aganav in his brain. He's a guy who's ishtamute kamishtamit. He's really just pushing the guy off. He's afraid if he's mask him to the loan, then it's going to give him a chrais to pay the loan back. So his brain's like, okay, I'll pay it later, whatever. Ishtamute kamishtamit. That's why he's not considered a ganav that's posolated. But the idea is that, that a person is, is, um, a person is, is koifer because he doesn't want a shibut. So the way Rabbi Yerucham is explaining is the person not koifer because he has philosophical issues. He's not a koifer because he has lack of understanding. He has, he's not a koifer because he can't relate to Yisoyedness of Emunah. No shaykhs. He can relate, he can understand. It's, it's sikhli, it's pasha. It's sikhli and it's pasha. 
the raya that it's sickly and it's poshut, as Rabbi Chonan's raya, is that a 13-year-old kid is chayiv in understanding all the assignments of Emunah, even though Aristotle struggled and was a kaifer and he was the biggest smart guy in the world. The Rambam says he was the highest level of IQ and intellect in the world. Right, so uh, such an intellectual person is grappling with Yisaitis of Emuna, and a thirteen-year-old kid uh, should should have to be chayiv to understand that. Twelve-year-old girl, thirteen-year-old boy. So Mechan says, "Be'etzim the Yisaitis a poshet," and everybody can understand him. It's a Matthias that's poshet to understand. Levelio talks about it. It's mamish instinctive. He says it's instinctive. He says a guy. Uh, when it comes to his father, he doesn't have to bring Roy Vechazoka to prove that it's his father. It's instinctive. So where's all the the problems? Where's all the bilbul? Where's all the lack of clarity? Where's the lack of feeling? Rabbi Rucham says that's the midas. Doesn't want to makabal it. So that's the first step. We have to stop here because we start selichot. But the step in the avoid the for kabbalas all has to be in the midot, which we'll talk about next time.